Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Red Velvet makes his return to State Farm Arena, but number 11 spoils the party. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go! Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter! Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Tonight, in this pre-Thanksgiving edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, we are talking about a Hawks victory. Yes, the Hawks. Get back in the win column after taking on the Sacramento Kings. But tonight was a very special night because Red Velvet returned back to the building. That's right. Kevin Herter was in the building tonight. And uh, it was cool, man. Like, it was love. You know what I mean? Like, I get there about an hour and a half before before the game starts and watch the guys warm up and to get content and stuff. And... I walked out onto the court, and the first thing I see is Kevin just talking with DeAndre and Big O, and they're just laughing, and they're having a good time, and it was just good to see. It was just good to see. I put a, uh, I put a few pictures of those on our Instagram, so if you're on Instagram, make sure you're following the Hawks beat. You can see some of those pictures, and it was just cool, man, just seeing, you know, Kev come back, and I've, I've, Kev, I've followed, I mean... 
I was covering the Hawks when Kev was a rook. You know what I'm saying? I still have pictures of him and Trey and Omari Spellman uh, at their introductory press conference on my phone. I actually just tweeted a couple of them out. Uh, again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following the Hawks Beat. Um, at Hawks Beat is our handle to go ahead and follow us. So I posted a couple of those pictures. And, uh, yeah, man, it was just real good seeing Kev, man. It was real good seeing Kev. He's playing outstanding this year. And uh, Sacramento Sacramento was ha- was on a seven-game win streak before coming into State Farm tonight. And the Hawks beat a very good team. Now, albeit this was the second game of a back-to-back for Sacramento, but, hey, that's the nature of the business, man. That is the nature of the business. We're going to get into all that. I'm going to, I got some takeaways for tonight. Um, I got some thoughts on John Collins. I got some thoughts on Kevin Herter. So uh, we might go a little bit long. We might not. We just going to get through it. We just going to get through it. First things first, man, let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. Um, like I mentioned already, if you have not already, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Beat. That's how you get at us, man. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, uh, after you hit that subscribe button, go ahead and give us a rating and let us know what you love about the show. Just make sure you drop those five stars in our bucket. So, yeah, get rid of that. Again, Hawksbeat Podcast, you're listening to. Uh, is what you're listening to. I'm your host, Edub, talking about Atlanta Hawks basketball, man, talking about a dub, you know what I'm saying? Talking about a dub. Um, dubs are definitely better than L's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I get more listens when they win, and uh, the players are happier, coaches happier, and things just seem to be better when they win. <laughs> Hawks take care of business tonight, 116-106. to 106. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. 115 to 106 and um they had control for a good majority of the game man a good majority of the game um let's just jump right into it man let's jump right into it uh before we get into my notes i want to address the kevin herder issue i haven't said too much about it but i've seen a lot of people on hawks twitter talk about kevin herder oh man we gave up kevin herder for you know, the holiday twins who can't shoot. You know, we gave up Kevin Herter for this, that, and the other. And a lot of people want Kevin Herter back. And understandably so, because Kevin's having a career year. Shooting 50% from the field. He's shooting 50% from three. Now, I understand, like, he's not going to be able to keep this clip up of how he's shooting. But it is good to see my guy shooting so well, you know. Um... 16 points a game. Sacramento's playing well. They're winning ball games. It's good to see. But I have to say this. There is a reason why the Hawks got rid of Kevin Hurd. It would have been nice to keep Kevin, but somebody was going to go when you brought on DeJounte. It was just bound to happen. It was going to be either Kevin or it was bound to be Bogey. Now, the Hawks had a decision to make, right? Either you got to get rid of you, you got to get rid of one of those guys, and you've already given away some first round picks with the uh, with acquiring Dejounte Murray. So, out of Kevin Herter and Bogey Bogdanovich, 
the one guy that could possibly get one of those picks back or the one guy who can get you more bang for your buck in a trade was Kevin Herter. He was the guy more valuable in a trade. So that is why you had to trade him. That is why you had to trade him. There's no way you could have kept uh, Trey, DeJounte, Bogey, and Kevin. There's no way you could have done it. You could not have kept all four of those guys uh, for what you're paying them and, and for the minutes. You you had to do those. You had to do, actually, you had to do one of them a solid. Like, getting them out of here was a solid because they deserve playing time. They deserve playing time. Kevin Herter doesn't deserve Justin Holiday minutes. He doesn't deserve A.J. Griffin minutes. Um, yeah, and he's not going to eat into number five's minutes. He's not going to eat into number 11's minutes. You had to get rid of one of those guys. And Kevin Herter had the most trade value. That's why you got rid of him. That's why. And so when the Hawks made the decision, they made the decision to go defense instead of offense. Now, you can argue about that. You can argue about that. Maybe they should have got some more offensive guys in return. You can argue about that. But the fact of... Keeping Kevin and keeping Bogey, um, yeah. I mean, Bogey's still not playing. So what do you think you would have got for Bogey on the trade market? Right? Like, what do you think you would have got for Bogey on the trade market? Not much because my guy's not even playing in his Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving and Bogey's not even close to coming back, I don't think. He's doing three-on-three, three, but Nate still is very, he's very tight-lipped on when Bogey's coming back. So you trade Bogue, you're going to get even less than what you got for Kevin Herter. You're going to get even less. So that's the nature of the business. It's nothing personal. It's about assets. It's about, uh, um, um, you know, supply and demand. And Kevin, Kevin Herter had the most demand out of your wings. Now, if you want to make an argument that they should have kept Kevin and moved on from DeAndre, I mean, you can make that argument. It will be a silly argument, but like, you know, you can try to make it if you want, but that's what that is. That's what that is. Let's move on to the game. Let's move on to the game. Um, Hawks were favored by five and a half going into tonight's game. So if you put some money on the Hawks, you want a little change back. You want a little bit of change back. Um, I always write down several things that I'm looking for um, going into the game. Um, tonight, I was looking for Kevin Herter. And just his return. I wanted to see how he was going to play. I wanted to see how the guys reacted to him. And um, I was thinking maybe it could go really good or really bad. But it was kind of just average. You know, it wasn't anything explosive. He made a couple shots. He hit a couple buckets. But it was just kind of a, a typical Kevin Herter night. They had, of course, the tribute to him. And that was nice. It was nice seeing the uh, Hawks fans welcome him back and show love. That was dope. Nate McMillan spoke about that after the game. I asked Trey um, what he thought about Kevin Herter after the game as well. And we will hear those sound bites a little bit later. But that is one thing I was looking for. Also, I was looking for, uh, look, this was the second game of a back-to-back -back for the Kings. And um, I was looking to see how their energy was going to be and see what their energy was going to be like. And see if the Hawks would take advantage of that. Um, as far as the Hawks were concerned, I was looking for the defensive effort after a loss. Um, they lost pretty bad to the Cavs. And, and, and I don't mean bad as like getting blowed out, but 
they didn't really have a good defensive game against the Cavs. And, of course, I'm always looking at the three-point shooting. So, that's what I was looking for, man. That's what I was looking for. Uh, before the game, Hawks PR announced that uh, DeAndre Hunter was starting his 150th career start. Um, so, shout out to him, man. You know? Uh, first three shots. So, here's another thing. And I'll, and I'll mention this a little bit later. I'll talk a little bit more about John Collins. And I know that's kind of a lightning rod for discussion right now. And I will I'll give my thoughts on John after I go through these notes. So I was watching John the first maybe five to seven possessions. That was he was the only guy I was watching. And when I was watching him, I was watching and seeing how he fits in this offense. And the first five to seven possessions, all he did when he ran back, he ran to that wing. He ran to the corner. And we all know John can hit that corner three. He likes that corner three. That's his spot. But all of the action was in the middle of the court. Whether Trey was running a pick and roll with with Clint, whether DJ was breaking down his man in the middle of the court, and they were just using John as a spot-up shooter in the corner, on not even in the corner, and sometimes like between the corner and between the top of the key, like that little side area in between. That's how they were using him. And it's not effective. It's not effective because he's just not that guy. And everyone's going to tell you that, yeah, he can make those shots. And it's a small sample size. And I will I will lead with that. I will lead with that. Like, it's a small sample size. And we've seen guys struggle for a month before. So I'm not concerned that he's not making the threes. I'm concerned about where he fits within the offense. I'm concerned about how the lack of adjustments that they're making to get him the ball. And you can tell that it's starting to get in his head because he's starting to make mistakes that he typically doesn't make. John is just not that guy that's just going to spot up and just kill you. You know, he's a guy that can spot up and hit a shot. But he's not that guy that's going to spot up and just make you pay. He's not going to make you burn, right? And if you get on, and, and another thing, if you got him on the wing like that, he's not a guy that I trust to pump fake and drive to the hoop. I don't trust him doing that either. But you can't put Clint out there. If Clint ain't going to shoot no threes, Clint, Clint ain't even going to shoot no jumpers. So you kind of got to put him out there. And so I think John is just in a bad situation. I think he's in a bad situation with the offense. He went 0 for 7 tonight. But I will I will say this. All seven of them threes, he was wide open. He was wide open, dog. And in the NBA, they tell you wide open. You got to take the shot. So he had to take the shot. You know, I mean, would it be nice if he dribbled in a couple of dribbles and, and take it like, like maybe a mid-range? Possibly. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I just didn't like the way he fits. He's fitting into this offense, and I don't like the lack of adjustments. And um, I'd rather them get him the ball in the paint more, rolling to the ball more, um, as opposed to just sitting out there in that three. I just don't like it. But yeah, let's get back to these notes. So uh, first quarter, I thought the Hawks had good energy. I thought that. It wasn't so much that the Hawks were establishing just a dominant defense. 
the Kings were kind of just letting them hang around. You know what I mean? Like, the Kings, like, they weren't doing themselves any favor. You know, neither team, to me, came out on fire. Uh, when they had the first stoppage, I think the Hawks were shooting, like, 38%. Kings were shooting, like, 33%. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just – it. It wasn't a defensive clinic by any means, by no stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, I think the Hawks were kind of the beneficiary of the Kings and that second game of a back-to-back. And going back to John Collins, talking about him just sitting out on the – his first three shots of the night were three-pointers. One from the corner, one from, like, the angle, and, like, another one from, like, I think maybe the top of the key or from the angle again. Missed all three of them. Missed all three of them. Then the one time they go to him in the paint, backs my man down, boom, boom, turn around J, hits the J, and gets an A and one. Gets fouled and makes the free throw. And it's like, yo, like, look at the numbers. Like, give him the ball. Like, you're going to have to, like, I don't know. You're going to have to be intentional if you want him to be a part of this offense. You're going to have to be intentional about it. And I just think, Getting him the ball as, as he if he's going to the hoop or posting him up, that is more advantageous than just having him be out there and expect him to just snipe teams to death. He's not doing that. He's not going to do that. Um, as far as the rotations were concerned, Trey does the in and out thing again in the first. He, Nate takes him out for a few minutes and brings him back. I still kind of feel a way about that, but, I mean, I guess it's working, right? He had a good night tonight. He was very efficient. He knocked down his threes. So I'm not going to bang Nate on the rotations tonight. I just, you know, that's kind of my preference. But, I mean, if they can find something that works, that works, all right? Um, I didn't think the defense was real special in that first quarter. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Like, you know, they were better than they needed to be, you know. They were better than the Kings, but... Um, I just didn't see it as like dominant. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. You know, at the end of one, you're up by nine. So that's good defense, right? You know, if the other team's making shots, that's that's on them, you know. Um, second quarter, you you run out with DJ Holiday, AJ, Jalen, and Akangu. I thought that that stretch that they had in the beginning of the second was probably their best stretch as that unit. I thought the the stretches that they had in the second half were kind of lackluster. I thought this was their best stretch. They end up kicking up the lead to 13, and that is a that is a bonus, right? Like, if you can kick the lead up to, to 13 and Trey's not even out there, that's a bonus, man. That is a bonus. Um, I like the way they were attacking the bucket. Uh, Jalen Johnson got some good minutes early. Then he kind of tailed off. <laughs> I thought, I thought Jalen's best minutes were the ones he had early, and then he kind of – Tailed off. Jalen's still got a lot of learning to do, but which is fine because he's a young guy, right? He's a young guy. I like the uh I just like that first I like the minutes that they gave him. Then Trey comes back and they're up thirteen when Trey comes in. And you know, they finished the half with like the starters in and big O. And I thought that going into the half, I thought the Hawks were kind of cruising. I thought that they were they just had kind of a nice rhythm about it, right? And But, you know, look, it, it's four quarters, and I always say this. You know, they go into the half up 72 to 57, and like, okay, yeah, we, they're cruising, they're cruising. But the Kings are a prideful bunch. They're a prideful bunch, and they're a good team. Like, they're a good team. Like, it's still early, 
But uh, they got some ball players on that squad. You know, Harrison Barnes is a champion. Sabonis can can you know do work. You know, Kevin Hurd is playing well. De'Aaron Fox, even the guys on the bench, uh, Davion Mitchell, who's a fan favorite of mine. Man, I love Davion Mitchell. Malik Monk had a really good game. And so they got some guys on that squad. And I thought the third quarter, they really flexed their muscle a little bit. I thought they really flexed their muscle. And I think that was the only quarter that they won. But they jumped out to like a 22-13 run out the lead. Uh, they cut the lead down to the single digits. In that third quarter, the Hawks offense just went ice cold. I don't know what it was. Like, I don't know if they was just watching <laughs> T.I. during the, during the halftime performance. But that third quarter, they went ice cold, man. They shot 28%, and that's not how you keep a lead. Luckily, luckily, Trey was able to get some baskets toward the end of the quarter and make it kind of respectable, right? Kings was up like 31 to 25 after three, and I thought that it could have been much worse. Like, I thought they really could have fumbled that lead. So you're going into the fourth quarter. You're still playing with house money. You're still playing with house money because you're still up nine points. In the fourth quarter, I thought it was kind of a slugfest. You know, no team was really special offensively in that fourth quarter. But you do you did what you had to do to win the ball game. Hawks shot 27% in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 27%. But the Kings didn't do themselves much favors either because they shot 35%. The score in the fourth quarter was 18 to 18. So nobody was really putting on a clinic here, right? Nobody was really putting on an offensive clinic. But I thought the Hawks kind of buckled down. DeAndre Hunter made some big shots down the stretch. At one point, he had five straight points. He hit a three, then hit another uh, jumper going to the hoop. Trey Young hits a couple of deep threes, uh, hits him with the little shimmy, you know. And uh, I thought that uh, Trey hit a deep three to put the Hawks up 11 under a minute. And that was pretty much uh, the ball game there. He does the little shivers, waves goodbye. And that was pretty much the end of the night. So, yeah, man, it was just a good win for the Hawks. You don't you don't really care about style points. As long as, all you care about is the win, you know. All you care about is the win. So, um, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give my takeaways on the other end, on the other side of the break. going to play some sound for you from uh, Nate, from Trey. And, uh, yeah, stick around. Listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, folks, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, talking about a Hawks victory over the Sacramento Kings. This, the Kevin Herter game. <laughs> I was looking at my takeaways for the game, and I've pretty much already talked about those. I talked about Kevin Herter and why the Hawks made the decision that they made. And, I mean, we're not going to go over some revisionist history. But, listen, here's one thing we're not finna do. We're not finna make Kevin Herter into something that he wasn't, right? And this is talking from this. This is coming from somebody that went to bat for Kev. Like I remember some games, folks was real mad at Kev, right? Like, like let let's remember last year, there were some nights where Kev, and I used to always talk about Kev being Jekyll and Hyde. Some nights he'll bring it, some nights he'll just be passive, and I always be like, "I'll give me aggressive Kevin." I loved aggressive Kevin. I didn't like passive Kevin because he had the skills to be aggressive. I just need him to be every night. So we're not going to we're not going to act like Kevin was just the, the model of consistency, right? I I I I missed him being in a Hawks uniform. Glad he's doing well for Sacramento, but let's keep it a stack, right? Let's keep it a stack. All right. So, let's get some sound from the game. Um sorry. <laughs> from the press conference. <laughs> We're not going to get any sound from the game, guys. Let's get some sound from the press conference tonight after the game. Uh, Nate McMillan and Trey Young and Clint Capella spoke with the media following the game. I don't have any sound from Clint Capella because his voice is so low that I couldn't get some good audio. So I got some stuff from Nate and I got some stuff from Trey. Let's hear from Nate first and hear what he had to say after tonight's game. Uh, did a nice job of, uh, you know, he only had, I think, one or two turnovers early. Uh, he had two late. Uh, but did a good job of staying in the middle of the floor. We knew that uh, they had traps and hits uh, in their defense. And uh, it was just a matter of us getting spacing and Trey getting the ball out. I thought he did that. Had some wide open looks. Uh, a couple of them we missed. Uh, a couple of them we made. But uh, the spacing was really good on their hits. So that was Nate talking about Trey's performance tonight. Trey going for 35 and 7. And I told Lauren after the game, I was like, yo, I didn't even realize he had 35. Like, if there was such a thing as maybe a quiet 35, like, he had it. (laughs) But he was very efficient tonight, 11 to 19 shooting, 7 assists, uh, really cut down the turnovers, and uh, just a fabulous job for Trey tonight. They did a lot of doubling him. And he was very patient, getting the ball to the right places. And uh, I thought he played a fabulous game tonight. Um, speaking of Trey Young, I asked him about Kevin Herter. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you guys came in the league together. What were your thoughts about, you know, 
your guy, you know. And I thought Trey had a, a pretty dope answer. So let's hear what Trey had to say about his buddy Kevin Herter after tonight's game. Going against some and battling against him. Uh, it was different. Uh, I mean, uh, I've been playing with Kev for a long time, obviously, since being drafted here. But we were on a USA team together in high school. So, um I've, I've been familiar with Kev for a long time, and so for me as a point guard, as a leader, um, to be honest with you, I, I just want to see all my teammates succeed wherever wherever they're at, whether they're with me or um, somewhere else. So I was telling Kev I had to stay attached to him because he's been shooting 100% from the field this year. <laughs> uh, from the three. So I just, I love what he's been doing. I mean, it seems like, I mean, what, he's, what he did over here is it's, uh, it's helping them out over there. So I'm just happy to see he's doing good. So I thought that was kind of dope, you know, just kind of reflecting on everything. And Nate spoke to that, too. Um, Nate talked about Kevin and just how he enjoyed the fans showing Kev some love. And he he, he enjoyed the fact that, uh, you know, he got his little tribute and everything. So uh, it was it was a good night to show love to Kevin Herter, man. Much deserved. Um, Just a good guy, man. All around good guy. And let me see if I can find that Nate clip. Let me see if I can find that Nate clip. My guy Donnell Suggs from the Atlanta Voice, he asked uh, Coach Nate the question about Kevin. And I'm going to see if I can pull that audio real quick. Just one second. Let me see if I can find it. Coach, excuse me. How's it to feel to see, um, see Kevin out there tonight? You know, Kevin, I, I, I mentioned uh, before, Kevin was one of my favorite guys. Uh, you know, he gives you everything that he has, and, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you get attached to uh, your players uh, when they're playing for you, and uh, he, you know, was, you know, has one of my favorite guys, you know, uh, to coach, and uh, to see him out there, uh, we, he's been hot, you know, so uh, we were going up against him. We wanted to beat him and not allow him to come in here and, and get a win, but uh, it's good to see him playing well. Uh, you know, he's doing some really good things for, for Sacramento. He did a lot of good things for us. I thought our fan base was really uh, respectful in, uh, you, know, you know, supporting him when they announced his name. And, uh, you know, all of that was good to see. All right. So that was Nate talking about Kev. And we will uh, we'll leave that at that. So. Um, let me give you guys a little fan feedback before we get up out of here. Again, you're listening to the Hogsby Podcast. Thank you so much if you're still listening to the pod. For everyone that has been checking us out, everyone has been showing us love. We appreciate you guys from the bottom. Let's go read some fan feedback. I always ask you guys what are your thoughts, who is the MVP, and just see what you guys have to say after tonight's game. So let's start with Mandy. Mandy H. said, Awesome. Just awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Mandy, man. Thanks for checking us out tonight. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his Twitter name. Jom T-H-A-Z-I-N-E. Okay. Uh, he said that uh, Trey might be officially back to normal. Hey, man, there's ebbs and flows of the NBA season. There's ebbs and flows. Some days, some weeks, some months, you're going to be up. Some months, you're going to be down. I've seen all these guys go up and down in different times. And so I don't want folks to be too discouraged. And don't, and especially about John. You know, John, he, he's having a tough month. 
That doesn't mean that December is going to be like November, you know. Nate talked about that. Trey talked about that. That's just about understanding the ebbs and flows of a season, all right. Uh, like I said before, my main concern is I just don't like where he fits in the offense. I don't like how he moves within the offense. I don't like the um, how they're not intentional about getting him the ball as much as I feel they should be. But it is what it is. Uh, Joshua Fletcher, Clint for being defensive coordinator in the second half, keeping everyone organized and keeping these kings at bay. Yeah, Clint. Uh, Clint's had a good November. Like, talking about ebbs and flows, Clint has had a good November. He's missed a couple bunnies tonight. You know, he missed a couple bunnies tonight, but a lot of Hawks missed a couple bunnies. DeJounte Murray wasn't really getting in his wheelhouse like, you know, he normally does, but that's just the nature of the beast, you know. My guy DJ Yogi said, I like what Hunter was doing out there. He hit some timely shots. Yeah, fourth quarter, hit a big three. Um, had a big shot going to the rim. Uh, he missed a couple bunnies too, but I thought that he played a pretty solid game. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's all in all, it, it, it all comes out in the wash. It all comes out in the wash. So, Hawks spoil Kevin Herter's return to Sacramento, get the dub, and from here, they go to Houston. They go to Houston, take on the Houston Rockets the day after Thanksgiving. And guess what, folks? The Hawks Beat's going to be in the building. That's right. We're going to Houston, Jack. We're going to Houston. We're going to cover the Hawks game right there. So um, there may be a little change in the programming note depending on where I'm at and what's going on. It might be a mini podcast, but just stay tuned. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. And uh, you'll be abreast as to what we got going on after the Houston game. But we will be in Houston Covering the Hawks and the Rockets. And then we will be right back here, man. Because on Sunday, they're taking on the Miami Heat. They're taking on the Miami Heat matinee matinee uh, basketball. That game is a 5 o'clock tip. And uh, we're going to see what the get down is, right? We're going to see what the get down is. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to put a bow in this podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. Taking some time out of your schedule to listen to what we have to say. About the Atlanta Hawks. If you haven't already, make sure you leave us a rating. We would greatly appreciate it. And to everyone, we want to wish you a very happy and peaceful Thanksgiving. Take some time to enjoy your family. Take some time to give thanks. And don't just do it during this holiday season. Give thanks every day. Start every day with gratitude. So, like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.